This is Podflix, episode 156. I'm Nish. I'm Willie. And I'm Paul. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, we, for this show, uh, we watched the first season of uh, the TV show Cobra Kai, uh, which we are going to uh, talk about in great detail, or in some detail. Uh, in, in a second. Before we get to that, though, um, a couple of episodes ago, while I was in the hospital or recovering or something, um, you guys talked a little bit about kind of where movie theaters are right now, which is not, uh, spoiler, not not in a very good place. Um, <laughs> so um, we got a text from one of our friends uh, the other day. Uh, who said that, you know, basically he and his wife had sort of rented out and, and friends had, had rented out a movie theater and sort of had a fun, socially distanced night uh, at, at the movie theater. Um, and it kind of brought up the idea, you know, that that may be a path forward for movie theaters. You know, if, if things continue kind of the way they are or if movie viewing habits never really go back to what they were pre-pandemic um, 100%, then you know, a way that movie theaters might be able to stay afloat is kind of this sort of, you know, maybe, you know, renting the space out to people um, to kind of have their own themed movie nights or something like that. And I was wondering what you guys, one, is that something you guys would do? And two, do you think that's sort of a potentially a viable business model or, you know, supplemental business model, maybe? Um, I would do it, but no, I do not think it's a viable <laughs> business model. I think that it, this is like the movie theaters being desperate and like, fuck, we'll take a bath on this and, you know, we'll get something's better than nothing kind of a thing. Right. It does, it does sound fun. Like if I had, if I got together enough people that it, like I felt relatively comfortable with being in a inside, even in a social, I probably might keep a mask on for the movie. Um, yeah, I would do it for sure. Right. Um, but I don't see it. I don't see it lasting. I, I don't know. I don't see it. You know. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing it. I don't know. It's a clever idea. Um, I think he only paid like fifty bucks or some shit, right? Yeah, that's what he what said. Did, so I've been seeing it in New York and a couple places around here where um, it's like three hundred bucks for the movie, and you need to spend at least and then with a minimum buy of one fifty on food. Okay, so it's four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, so it's a little more expensive, but um, still not that much when you consider like the whole movie theater. What are you, are you saying, like per person? No, no, for the, no, no, no. no. for the movie still, theater. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still low. I mean, I right, mean, how right, much? right. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, when you consider like how much money they'd be getting if they filled up that movie theater with like normal ticket prices. You could do like a higher end experience where if it wasn't just like a junky theater, but if they like served like yeah fucking like like steak or like you know like <laughs> yeah like, so we see this a lot like around here in new york is you have all the restaurants and their normal restaurants and expensive and then there are like supper clubs there's like an annual membership fee which is a couple thousand bucks 
but the way and that's fine that keeps the lights on but the way the club makes money is by like having like really awesome like food and wine and and all that stuff and you go there on a friday night because you remember there and it's like this exclusive experience and i could see that kind of happening for movies it really it really repositions movie theaters as like this really like sort of upper middle class uh yeah at minimum kind of experience right um, maybe the maybe it's not just like you're going to the movies, but there's also like a drinking area and eating area, and it's yeah, like a, it's yeah. like part of one of those types of clubs, right? It's kind of like in 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 the previous episode you guys talked about this. I feel like one of you guys mentioned sort of like kind of like like an Alamo Draft House kind of deal, yeah. You know where yeah. where where there's sort of like a theme to it. Like I always think about like when um I think it was was it when the third Lord of the Rings movie came out and they had like a whole thing where you like you could watch all three lord of the rings movies oh, in a Jesus. row and they would yeah. serve you like the food like while like they serve you like second breakfast and like all that shit like during the, the thing like whatever they were eating yeah really, I really think... excited for when you get to the raw fish part with gong <laughs> <laughs> I, I think right now like movie theaters the way i think about it is i think movie theaters need to cater to a variety of different experiences going forward and right now they're catered towards like it's very much catered towards i guess what i think it was like teenagers who would go to the movies like two or three times a month right um, and kind of eat junk food and just kind of sit there and i think that there's room for another experience which is like i don't know like like us like parents who like movies but don't get to go very often so would be willing to do something special when the opportunity comes up um, right. and there's, i think there's a lot of people like that who is just like yeah i would like i go to one maybe two movies a year now and like part of the reason I don't go to more is because they kind of suck. Like it's kind of not a great experience in a lot of ways. And if it was like, all right, you can go and you can get like a really nice seat and a really nice meal and a couple of drinks or whatever. And it's twice as much or three times as much. Yeah, I would do it because I don't go very often. Like I, I, right. I'm, it's not like when I was in high school and college and like just out of, like I'm not going to 25 or 30 movies a year. So it's fine. There's also the point that like, I, I could be wrong on this, but like, you know, it's like today's teenagers, it's like they're more and more used to being able to just stream stuff or like watch it on their phones anyway. And like they don't care as much. It's like we're the ones who are like nostalgic for like going to the movie theater because it's like that's how we grew up. So it, it almost feels like it's like, you know, you, you could make some money maybe like catering to like, you know, people like our age and above basically. <laughs> like who like remember going to movie theaters and are like, I miss going to movie theaters where it's like, I don't really know that teenagers miss going to movie theaters. I'm sure they miss getting out, but like, (laughs) I gotta be honest. I know we've talked about this ad nauseum, but like, I'm actually okay. If movie theaters go away completely, I like, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I, in general, like, yeah, I love going to see Star Wars, but then, like, I get real pissed when some dipshit has their phone on. Like, people's manners at the movie theaters are so far out the window at this point. I almost get more annoyed at the movie theater than I would just, like, everybody shut up. I'm in my own house. Leave me alone. I'm going to get, like, engulfed in this movie. Yeah, I'm not sure that's fair because I think we didn't have cell phones when we were those dipshit years. So maybe we would have been just as annoying, but probably. Totally. <laughs> yeah. um, so I don't think people have gotten meaner. It's just the technology to be annoying has gotten better. Um, yes. But. Oh, we were plenty annoying. Out. We were plenty annoying without cell phones. Yep. <laughs> so I, yeah, I remember I being being in a movie with one of our friends where he got kicked out for throwing M&Ms or Skittles. <laughs> I can't remember which one. 
How about when we all went to see? I don't know face if either off? of you guys were there or not. I I feel like I was. Yeah. What about um? This is a friend of ours. To... Who, a friend of ours who lives in Iowa now. <laughs> we um, <laughs> when we all went to see Face Off, and there weren't enough chairs, so half of us were just sitting in the aisles because we wanted to sit together. Oh, Face Off. <laughs> uh, think that movie holds up? <laughs> totally. It, it it really like drives the plane home that we went like we saw a lot of movies when we were in high school and like college like it's like just like like i have so many memories of seeing so many movies that like if i think about it now it's like why the fuck did i go see that movie in the theater i mean we used to go like once a week like we literally would every weekend we'd go see a movie at some point you know that was like one of the activities yeah but you grew up in sussex county what the fuck else were you going to do no no that I mean, our choices were like that or go bowling. And we sure as shit did a lot of both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other night of the weekend. Yep. (laughs) Rock and bowl one night. Yeah. Movies the other night. night. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. So if you guys were real real quick and we'll finish this up. If if you guys were going to do a theme night movie, like what, what do you think would be sort of the best set of movies? I mean, obviously, you know. We don't know about movies that haven't come out yet, but in terms of like franchises or like types of movies, that would be really good to watch. Obviously, we're probably talking about more event style movies, I would imagine. Like you're not you're not going to rent this movie out to see some like indie drama. <laughs> like if like if I was going to rent out the whole theater, what would I yeah. want to say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like what are you, what are you going to shell out four hundred fifty bucks or whatever the hell it is? Or I mean, more it would for definitely be something that i probably didn't get a chance to see in the theaters because i was too young or didn't care at the time or something like that so yeah, that's fair so probably something so like you know like a movie like the godfather or um you can't do this anymore but like the original star wars movies i would totally do it for um jaws i would do it for yeah yeah no i know i know what you mean i used to live um as, as you guys know, I used to live in Silver Spring, Maryland, and uh, the American Film Institute, AFI, has a uh, theater there. Um, and so they, every once in a while, would put, you know, some of those kinds of things, like, in the screen. So I remember watching Raiders of Lost Ark in that oh, theater that one time, cool. and it was like, yeah, and it was definitely cool. It was like, it's cool to see this movie I've seen a million times, but actually see it on the big screen with, like, better sound. By the way, I don't know if I'm... Did I, meant, did I tell you guys I went to the drive-in? Did you? I what don't did think you say? so. When I saw um, my buddy Rohan took me, he got like Amex had some, I think they essentially wanted to film a commercial for their like, these were the benefits you get if you have an Amex platinum card. And they put on this amazing drive-in in the middle of like nowhere, New Jersey uh, and film and showed Forrest Gump. And it was an awesome experience. It was like, it was awesome. They gave us like Amex gave you like, so much sweat like so much stuff it was like candy and popcorn and blah 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 blah. but had you ever been to a drive-in before tons i went to warwick all the time first first movie i ever saw was was et at the drive-in nice i have i have never been to a drive-in never done it yeah i've done it a few times i always like i i when I had like a station wagon or a hatchback or whatever, you do the thing where you turn around backwards and you lift yeah. the lid up and you're like, this is going to be great. And then like half, halfway into the movie, you're like, my back really hurts. And I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> I, was gonna say. Um, but I had a question for you, Willie. So I know this wasn't a permanent installation, but how do you get the movie sounds these days? 
Because back, in, on, back in the day, you, over the radio. Oh, the same thing. You got to tune your radio to the station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same deal. Um, what was really interesting was there was a car around us, and I don't know if their radio was like somehow connected to the internet or whatever, but it was like a millisecond delayed that one car, and that was really annoying. <laughs> that is really annoying. <laughs> they were just playing the DVD, and they tried to sync it up in their car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um, I, I mean, going to the drive-in is a great experience and probably one other path for movie theaters to just start showing them outside and stay in your car. The other question, yeah, I think that's true. I think, and I've seen towns where they've done like, they've done like temporary pop-up style drive-ins, mm-hmm. like in parking lots and stuff on the weekends or whatever. It works uh, if it's organized and it was great. Yeah. My other question I have for you is actually about the movie. I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Forrest Gump is a movie that doesn't really hold up, but I'd be totally curious. Totally holds up. Yeah. It was great. Yep. Totally holds up. Well, that's good. Yeah. I Did saw you listen it. to the soundtrack no. the whole way home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it like not too long ago. It was on TV and I mean, I didn't see it from the beginning, but I saw like a decent chunk of it. And I guess I'd say the same thing as Willie with the caveat that I never thought it really held together very well, but I don't think it's gotten any worse over time. Like, like I don't think there's any single part of it that it's like, Ooh, like that might've worked in 1994, but not today or like something yeah. like that. Like, it's kind of like, no, it's, you know, it's, it, if, if you liked it, then you'll like it now. If you thought it was a little bit much, then you'll still think that now. Fair. Totally. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Do you guys right. ever go to? Do you guys ever go to two movies in the same day that yes. weren't like part of a back to back special thing? Done it twice, both b- both times I s- sneaked into the second movie. Yeah, I and have done were, that when I was a kid. Yeah, they were they were very random movies. Um, so I, I one of them know. one of them it was with a friend of mine from college, and she was in grad school in Champaign, Illinois, and it was like snowy or whatever. And we went out there and we saw Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. And then we sneaked into not a good one, which was Shanghai Nights, the sequel oh. to Shanghai Noon. Yeah, the one where they're getting, where they, where Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson go to like Great Britain. So that was one. And then, uh, and then the other one was more recently here. I still a while ago. I saw. I don't remember what order it was, but the two movies were Hancock and Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Wow! <laughs> yep. Hey, it's it's what was around. Like when you're when you're sneaking into movies, it's basically it's like well, it's like what movies wouldn't I not mind seeing? And the times work out really well so that when one ends, you can go right to the next one. The funny thing is now with like counter programming or whatever, I feel like they would never put like those two movies out at the same time anymore. Right. Like it's like oh, there's a superhero movie out, we can't put another one out. You know that kind. Of, right, there's a comic right, book right. movie out, we got to stay away. Like you know. I, so yeah, maybe it is possible out. one of those two movies had been out for a while and the other one was like brand new or something. But but even then, like you said, they usually space them out a fair amount nowadays. Yeah, and also this, movie runs have gotten you. a lot shorter too, right? Like like movies don't sit around for ten weeks in the theater. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I happen to see um, Forrest Gump the same day as I saw a second movie, which was True Lies that evening. That's a good combo. That was a good day. I mean, this... 
I haven't seen True Lies in forever. I love that yeah. movie. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say I'll go, I'll go to bat for True Lies. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Cobra Kai. So, um, Cobra Kai is uh, on Netflix. It was actually originally the the first two seasons were actually put out on YouTube. Um, it was like one of those. What is it? What are, what is it called? Like the YouTube it used to be called YouTube Red, and right? Then I think they changed the name that, to something. I think that's what merged into YouTube TV ultimately. Well, Got it's it. called yeah. They call it YouTube Premium now because I was a Red subscriber. Now okay, YouTube Premium, and this was part of their YouTube Originals series, which I don't think exists anymore. <clears throat> okay, all right. And so we watched. Um, or sorry, there are two seasons that are out uh, and then Netflix bought the rights. So it's basically on Netflix now. And there's a third season that I think originally maybe was going to come around, come out about now. But now it's going to come out, I think, in January. Um, and it's already been renewed for a fourth season ahead of the third season premiere. Awesome. Um, so Cobra Kai, the, 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 we only watched the first season of the show. It is 10 episodes. Each episode is about a half hour. Um, and I'm not going to do a recap of the show or anything, although anyone who listens to us should know this by now, but we'll, we will absolutely spoil what happens in the first season of the show as we, as we go through this. But, um, the premise basically is that Cobra Kai, as you would probably guess, is kind of a sequel of sorts to, uh, the Karate Kid franchise. Um, you you would guess that if you were 35 years older right if you if you if you knew if the if the words cobra kai mean anything to you in the first place then you would probably guess (laughs) that this is a sequel to the karate kid franchise um and basically it is set uh 34 years after the events of basically real time of um the karate kid which took place in 1984 um and deals with um the protagonist and the bad guy quote unquote of the uh of the first karate kid movie um the protagonist being daniel larusso played by ralph macchio and the bad guy being johnny lawrence played by billy zabka um and it basically was it hmm? was it really were those the well do you have that reversed if you if you watched the karate kid in 1984 in the 80s that that is the way you would have right would have laid it out um and basically, this show kind of deals with sort of where those two characters are now in their life. Um, and they're sort of equal co-leads. I mean, I, I think the show follows Johnny a little more, uh, but kind of gets into Daniel's headspace and sort of where he is uh, as well as you go through the season. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a lot of it comes is, is, you know, about basically Johnny's efforts to sort of get his life back together. He's kind of uh, sort of gone to shit. And uh, he's trying to get his life back together. And in doing that, he resurrects the Cobra Kai dojo and starts teaching karate. Um, and that's basically the premise. I'll, I, in, and in the meantime, Daniel ha- has become a successful uh, um, uh, owner of uh, numerous car dealerships. Um, financially successful, but he still has a lot of insecurities and things that are kind of going on under the surface, which sort of start bubbling up once uh, Johnny get, kind of gets back into his life. And that's that's kind of that's kind of the show. There's a lot of other characters. We'll sort of get into that. Um, but that's that's kind of the premise of the show. So let's uh, let's start by talking about um, this show uh, came out. It, the first season came out in 2018, I believe. Um, and, you know, the last I don't know, let's say five years, I think there's always been a, uh, a market for nostalgia. 
um, mm-hmm. and just like nostalgic reboots and things like that. I mean, going way back, right? Like Charlie's Angels, the original Charlie, like the Cameron Diaz, uh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu one came out in like 2000 or 1999 or something like that. Um, but it feels like some of that's picked up a lot, especially 80s nostalgia um, in the last five years or so. And we're probably now, you know, starting to really get into <sighs> 90s nostalgia um, at this point. But um, I guess this is kind of maybe hinting at what your final grades will be a little bit. But my first question is, you know, going into this, like, how how well do you think this show worked as something beyond just an exercise in nostalgia for the Karate Kid? Oh, damn. That's a good question. (laughs) Because that one power chord, they play it really well. They do, right? And, and, (laughs) And like, and we are... I mean, I, I don't know how much, and maybe this is a question I should have asked before, but like, I don't know how much we've all watched Karate Kid, but we are like absolutely square in the middle of like the perfect audience for like people who are nostalgic for the Karate Kid. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like that those movies came out like right we were, when we were wanting to see yeah. them. I remember being a kid and really wanting to have Daniel's headband and practicing the crane kick and like all that kind of stuff. You know, so totally. like, like I remember like the Karate Kid being like very much in my life like when I was a little kid. So like, uh, yeah. you how know, much so, does it so, so, so it'd be fun to see these guys, but like beyond that, how well do you think it worked as a show um, on its own? I would say not at all. Um, I think <laughs> that, uh, I, no, I think it's true. Like this, this show very intentionally leans incredibly heavily on that first Karate Kid movie. Like um, there are many episodes that feature flashbacks to that movie. Um, and it, like, I, I don't know what someone who hasn't seen The Karate Kid would think of this show. And I don't know how, like, I don't know how they would watch it. Um, and, I, and, I, and I don't think they could and get much out of it. Like, because the, the, the constant references and the flashbacks to the movie, um, I don't think they give you enough if you haven't seen it to really, to really know what's going on. Like, it's kind of like, Oh, you remember this moment from the movie or, Oh, you remember that moment from the movie. And it's like, like, for instance, like if I hadn't seen the movie and like this guy is constantly talking about Mr. Miyagi, I'd be like, I don't know who the hell that guy is. That's probably the most um, egregious one I would say. Like, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think, re- I think not at all. Yeah. What do you think, Willie? I think he might be right. Um, but it doesn't really affect how much I liked it. Like, I think the first thing to note here is um, episodes are 30 minutes long. So 23 minutes long, right? Yeah, they, they, they range from, I think, a low of 23 to, I think, the finale is 37. So like the, yeah. One, yeah, so there's a couple things here. I think the last couple episodes do a pretty good job of breaking away and i i have a unfair advantage is i've I've seen the second season so so it develops a lot more from here um it reminds me in ways of um the first star wars movie with ray and that it was essentially a retelling of star wars but i really liked that it's like going to see your favorite band like i like that band and i like that song like the analogy i would give is like counting crows they have one song it's cool. I like that song. It's good. Uh, so the, what I would say is, um, twenty-three minute episodes. It's probably just the right amount of time to like play that one power chord for fourteen minutes, give me a little dribble of some new characters, and move on with life. And you could just plow through these things pretty quickly. So it didn't bother me in the least. Yeah, I I agree with both of you. I I, I think 
I like I, th- I think what you said is is absolutely right, Paul, that like there's there's some things that are like more like just Easter eggs and like fun stuff for like if you knew it, that would be good. But there's definitely some parts where it's like you really don't get the full impact of what they're trying to go for unless you've seen at least the first movie. Uh, it, 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 at least what anything I saw didn't delve too heavily into the second or third movie. There's a brief reference to the events of the third movie. Um, when they talk about why Cobra, why the Cobra Kai dojo has been, uh, um, has been banned, from the yeah, banned yeah. from the tournament. That's you know that's kind of what happens in Karate Kid Part Three, uh, but otherwise it's really mostly about the first movie. Um, mm-hmm. But but I I absolutely agree with what you said, Paul. Um, the one thing I was surprised about, and that maybe leads us the next thing is, um, I was, I would say happily surprised within that as someone who has seen the Karate Kid a lot of times and knew what they were talking about. I was surprised by the fact that it went beyond just being like, hey, remember these guys? And like actually had a little bit of a story to tell and a little more to say. And and um, one thing that I wasn't expecting from it, I would say, uh, and I don't know if you, you guys can tell me whether you agree or not, was it was a good bit funnier and meaner to its two leads than I thought it would be. As in it... It is not afraid to point out how asinine they're being at a lot of times, both of them. Like, totally. there's there, there's a certain point where, like, they're kind of like, like the show to me, like, very intentionally kind of says, like, it's like, can you believe these two 50 year old guys are like still this petty about like some karate thing that happened and like, you know, and some girl who neither of them are even in contact with anymore, like that they that they have, you know, that was like 35 years ago. Like, I, 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 I found that kind of refreshing rather than just having it be like a straight rehash kind of of like the, the original karate kid. So I don't know if you guys feel this way. I mean, Will, you're kind of nodding. So what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I will. I thought they did a good job of developing Johnny's character in this, like, and Daniel's character. I don't know if he did like the whole first movie and the karate kids are about Ralph Macchio and they, they do spend some time kind of showing him meandering through and trying to figure stuff out. But um, yeah, like by and large, like I thought, I thought Johnny was great and they, and they built on him and they made, they, and by, and in order to do that, they kind of really had to show some dark stuff, but also just kind of straight up make fun of what a loser he is. Right. Or he had to admit that he was a loser. Right. There's scenes, there's scenes I can think of when he's like, (laughs) When he's like going to the park and passing out flyers and like, hey, want to land some hot babes? Learn karate. Like, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they're like, like, like uh, I was, we were just going to go over and talk to him. But like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Paul? I'm, I'm curious because uh, the, fir- the first answer makes me think you did not enjoy this. Well, so, yeah, I kind of, I disagree with you on a couple of fronts. I think one, I think. Barring the last three episodes, I think Johnny's character had almost no development whatsoever to the fact to the point where I was just like, like, I have it in my notes here that it's just like, this is a guy um, who this isn't like I, I wrote this like after I think episode six. I was like, this isn't a show about someone trying to change or or reluctantly changing. It's about a guy forced to deal with change because he has to, but it doesn't change nothing changes him in return. Like, right. I would, I would, I would agree with that. Although, like you said, like the events of the tournament at the very end kind of really kind of move thing, like 
that that's yeah, the first I, sign of thing you see where he really changes but yeah for the bulk of the season i would totally agree with you yeah, yeah i actually i had notes on that too paul by the way is my my notes said um the first i think it was episode seven but the first say six episodes were like straight up nostalgia which i ate up and then there's an episode where the two of them are driving in a car together uh, yeah it's a sec, sec, the second to last episode i bit this yeah, episode nine. Nine. yeah. yeah episode like, nine that from that point forward I'm like oh this is like actually going to become like something of substance yeah. and not just like a yeah. nostalgia walk. that was great by the way i really yeah. like i felt like i'd been waiting the whole time for them to have have us you know have scenes together that weren't just the two of them kind of being dicks sort of and like kind of rehashing stuff like yeah. in, Although, in that way they did harp on the nostalgia in that scene a lot. They, they went did. to like all the old stomping grounds and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a better way to do it. I think so Agreed. for me, like um <laughs> I'll say my my overriding thesis of this is the first season of this show should have been five episodes long, not ten. Um, and I think it would have been a lot better. Um, like I didn't I didn't need all the scenes of him like being just like a terrible person in a lot of ways, like sexist, racist you know um he like he's a classic case i think of like the abused becoming the abuser and but in this case like he kind of gets rewarded for it in a lot of ways like um like he's so i think he gets like look at how shitty his life is because of what a piece of shitty is well but he's he's shitty to these kids and they like and they love him for it and they kind of respond to it and like the note that i have down here is better living through bullying like he like like i don't think that's the point i think well, in the that, end he's like i think it kind of changes at the end where he realizes like oh fuck i totally i'm still a fuck up because i fuck up these kids no i think i'm and i think you're right which is which goes back to my overriding theory of what, <laughs> that this season was way too long because they spend the bulk of it showing him like being terrible to these kids and then the end it's like oh this actually like this actually like has consequences and maybe this is not what i want um Although I do hate the fact that I, I do what I what I do hate about that turn at the end, it was like kind of seen through the prism of his kid. And it's like it's kind of like that terrible thing you see on the Internet where it's like as a man. Oh, now that I have a daughter, I don't want people to be horrible to women. Right, right, it's like, right, right. Oh, when you're mean as to a father my of kid, daughters. Yeah. Right, right. So it's like so like the, the, the attitude that kind of happens at the end is like, oh, like when you're an asshole and like you're terrible to my kid, then now I have a problem with it. Like now I can see that it's awful. And it's like all right, like, I guess that's kind of like the shittiest way you could have done that, but um, at least something happened there. Um, but like, cause, cause it just became like for a while, it just became like, this guy is awful. And, and I really felt like for a while there, I had this theory going that this is like a, a late gen X or early boomer fantasy where it's like these, like, it's this guy who's like totally not PC. He's like kind of talking the way people talked in the eighties and nineties. And, the kids are like whiny and they don't really stand up to him. And it's like, see, wasn't the world better back then when like you could be this stuff. And like, you have these like weak, these like weak ass kids now. And, and I felt like, yeah. And I felt like it was really like, I don't think this is really what kids are like now. And I, and I think that like he was terrible to the point where it's just like, I am not rooting for this guy at, at all for a little while there. <laughs> So Dude, the so one, the one, the one technique he had that like I laugh at every time. It's a total dick move, but when whenever um, people were talking, whatever, and he'd just go quiet. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> I watch some of this with, with my kids and like every once in a while I, I rip that out and rather they, they get scared of course at first and then they laugh at me <laughs> my um my favorite line probably still it's in like the second episode I think but it's still maybe my favorite line of the entire thing which is which is like kind of getting to your like the fantasy part is when he's like when Miguel comes in for like his first lesson or whatever and he's got the inhaler and he like throws it and he's like, it's like, like, I forget what he says, but he's like, you, you know, you don't want you coming in here with your asthma and your nut allergies. And then Miguel's like <laughs> under his breath. He's like, those are actually really serious conditions. Let's <laughs> say that's the thing. Like, I don't. Yeah, that's. And that's part of what I think of it. It's like, I don't think kids would necessarily be are that timid and like that. Like, like it, it feels like a very much like the way a, you know, 45 year old thinks a 16 year old would be or like you, you know what i mean um as opposed to like the way i think they more actually are like it's i think they're exaggeration the one right? kid the one the one kid who's not timid actually is uh is his, is his name dimitri the uh, the other friend uh yeah, yeah, yeah. who like the, like during the, the first lesson like he's just like like he's like he's like he's not like our teacher or something like we don't have to like like why is he yelling at me like he's not gonna give us a grade <laughs> like but I, I felt like it was the thing where it's like, yeah, like, why is everyone just like sitting there? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, 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 but I will. So, so I'll, I'll do now. I'll say something nice about the show. What I what I do like is and the, and it took too long for it to click, but it clicked at the end. It was like, oh, the what could be interesting here is like, um, is this the show about turning like Miguel, the main kid, let's say he's not, maybe he's the main character. I don't know. Um, but he's certainly the main, uh, the main kid in the show. Um, is it, is this about like him being turned into like a bully and a villain and a bad right. guy? Right. Um, Cause that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. It's, it's definitely how the first season ends. I mean, you know, only, only like we haven't seen what happens to, um, definitely time. is what happens to that kid Hawk. Right. That's, yes. that's overt. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, he just becomes an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he's very much not to you know it, to begin with. Yeah. I, I hadn't really thought about um, thought about it this way, but like th- this kind of gets to what you were saying about the last three episodes is that there's a lot of setup in this show. Like I I, I think you could argue the first seven episodes are really kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel like setup when you're watching them. Like I didn't I didn't feel like I was never like looking at my watch or anything or being like get to it already or anything. Like I enjoyed it, like you said, Willie. Like I, I was kind of along for the ride, but then like the last three episodes really like like you kind of get a sense all of a sudden that's like oh oh okay so like this is where the show is actually going like like when and you really weren't kind of aware that it was going to go anywhere really necessarily the way, and, then, and then kind uh, of all at the end it's like oh there's actually sort of a thesis to like to, that they're to going to devil, kind of go into yeah to play devil's advocate here i i, I watched um i binge watched away based on your recommendation ish mm-hmm it's like fucking 10 hours. Yes. Yeah. Because every every episode's an hour. Yep. Like the 10 episodes of this are probably shy of four hours. They are. They're 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 relatively quick episodes. So I mean that I'm I'm always up for a show where it's like just half hour episodes. It's like, oh great. So there there is that. But so although it was like we keep saying seven episodes of setup, it was like, well, it's like an hour and a half of setup. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, fair, fair enough. It's seventy percent of the show, but it's not, it's not <laughs> right. a huge, it's not a huge amount of time, um, right. relative. What do you guys think of um, aside? What do you guys think of the kids? Because they're basically kind of retelling Karate Kid, but 
with new kids, right? And it's, then a it's lot like more a, in it's, depth. It's it's like a funhouse Karate Kid, right? Because it's like Johnny's the mentor instead of Miyagi, but like Miguel right. is very much the Daniel from the original right. thing, where he's like he's kind of the runty kid. He's even sort of ethnic, and like you know, it's kind of like, um, but you know, the, in in the final episode you kind of realize that it's like oh he's not actually you know he's he's like the corrupted version of daniel you know mm-hmm. and, uh because of who his mentor is basically um i liked them i i i liked the kids generally um miguel the most probably i i felt like he was a really winning i, I forget what the actor's name is but I, I thought he was a really winning performance um so his love interest is also daniel's daughter um sam and uh and she was nice. I I I, I liked her a lot. Um, you know, least favorite it, character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> least favorite character. What do you think of um, Johnny's son? Who I don't know this. I think that kid's got a future. Like, number one, he walked on screen, and my eleven-year-old daughter was like, "Who's that?" Yeah, it's like, holy crap! You've got your first crush on somebody on TV. Yep, yep. And I'm start and I'm starting to see this kid pop up in other stuff. He reminded me of Jonathan Brandis. A fair yeah, amount. kind of, kind of, like with He's like kind your... of, kind of, kind of with like chubbier cheeks, but like, yeah, he, he has kind of like the slicked of, back uh, hair kind of thing going. Like a y- younger DiCaprio look going to him. Yeah, sure, I can, I could see that as well. Yeah, no, he was pretty good. He had, he had a, he had a harder role to play, I think, a little bit, um, because you know he, he kind of starts out as the heel in the first couple of appearances, um, and then he's you know a decent amount more complex than that as mm-hmm. as you kind of go through. Um, I liked, um, her, the, um, the, the, the chubby friend, um, was her Aisha, the, the girl who is like the second student. I liked her a lot. Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt like I, I really loved when, um, you know, when she gets into the, uh, the class and like bull rushes Miguel the first time that they have to fight (laughs) each other. That was, that was kind of fun Uh, to see. I liked how um, like the the popular girls wanted to throw a party, and Aisha was basically like, "Fuck that! We're all gonna get there first. And they basically just throw a party. Yeah, where where the popular girls wanted to throw their party, they basically just take over. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that was cool. I have no frame of reference. Um, having, you know, I'm, my kids are very young, um, so I'm like, I'm I'm in like that place right now where I have no fucking clue what actual high schoolers are like nowadays um so i have no idea it's like are are popular girls like like that now like like are mean girls you know whatever you want to say are they like that now or is or is that like a caricature of like how mean girls were i mean i'm sure girls are still mean don't don't get me wrong but are they mean in like exactly the way that they kind of had them there i like kind of couldn't tell whether that was like ridiculous or whether it was like, nah, it's pretty accurate. My niece is a freshman in high school. And from what I understand, it's harder uh, because the picking on is just kind of inherent in kids. They do shitty things. Yeah. And no and obviously much. we all know the social media aspect just makes things tougher. It and makes yeah, things tougher for it's, everybody. It's a lot easier to do it with velocity and anonymously, you know, yeah than it was when we were younger yeah and 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 you don't get a break from it obviously like at least when, when, we, when we were younger you get out of school and that was know, that that's it yeah. yeah at the end of the day all right yeah i was i was just curious about that i think like all the characters i mean it's uh, they're all like obviously very gross exaggerations but i don't think it's you know 
to that incredible, like, this is false. This doesn't happen. Right. So um, getting to the very end of the season, which is another part where you wouldn't know really what the fuck was going on if you hadn't seen The Karate Kid. Um, while I was kind of thrilled in certain ways to see uh, John Kreese, uh, Martin Cove is the actor, come out at the very end, um, there is a part of me that was kind of like, ah, uh, like, it's, you know, it's like, I, I kind of wish, I, I mean, we'll see, you know, I haven't seen the second season, so I don't know how, what they're going to do with that. But like, there was a part of me that was a little bit like, I kind of wish they didn't bring him back. Like, it, like, I feel like it's, it's fine just kind of having Johnny reckon with like who he is and kind of what he was sort of built to be and trying to kind of get past that or seeing if he can or something like that without like, without basically his abuser coming back into the picture. Yeah, I think the problem though that they were stuck with was the end. The, the implication there is like Johnny's going to kind of stop being the antagonist um, in some ways. Like he's kind of realized what he's doing, at least to a certain extent. And That's fair enough. So you you think they needed an to to introduce someone who would continue to be the antagonist? That's my guess. Anyway, like based on like again this is like based on the last four minutes of the season right um, right exactly yeah th th this is basically like the cliffhanger sort of, of yeah season but one. that that is my guess um so if it if that makes sense i hadn't, hadn't really thought of that yeah which which would be fine because like my favorite part of the season quite frankly was daniel and johnny like begrudgingly or maybe not even that begrudgingly but like kind of hanging out together and having that kind of not warmth but respect and understanding for each other a little bit there for like the the one day that they had that before it all kind of went to shit right goes goes back to shit and it's like yeah 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 um so i think i think that would be fine um one thing i do want to bring up you guys were talking about the kids before i i, oh, yeah. I like i i kind of like all the kids without exception um but the world they've kind of created for themselves is kind of a little bit too dense where like everybody like has this like you know um, Daniel's teaching Johnny's kid and like his daughter's, you know, dating the, there is you know, a very, Johnny's mentor. Like, there's a very telenovela feel to that. Like, like yeah. where there's like, like, it's like everyone is enmeshed. Like, like, like every Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely a little feel to that. I mean, it was, it's all of those are cool individually. Like when you find that out or like, you know, at the end of the episode we were talking about where they're driving around together and Johnny comes back and finds out that, his son has been taking karate lessons from Daniel and Daniel didn't know that it was Johnny's son either. So, you know, th there's that, but like in, the, like in that moment, it's like, Oh, that's a cool scene. And it's like, that's a good payoff to like that whole plot line kind of, but it's like when you add that to, you know, kind of, you know, then Miguel's dating Daniel's daughter and Miguel's being taught by Johnny. And like, you right. know, you, you start layering that on and it starts becoming a little bit like, wow, this is going to get very, very messy. Right. And we didn't even talk about the beginning where it's like, Johnny randomly runs into he beats up a bunch of high school kids who end up being like Sam's boyfriend who like Miguel then gets into a fight like it's all like very like I was like oh my god is, is everyone connected to everybody else six different ways in this show like it's kind of crazy right right yeah and similar I mean uh, Aisha you know it's like she's the other main student of uh, you know th through most of it I, I know Hawk is as well but like he's he's he, she's like the other main student of Johnny and then she's also Sam's best friend or former best friend and then they kind of reconcile at the end um yeah there's a there's a lot of that i mean i think they, they they kind of lean into that a little bit like like they they wanted it to be that way obviously because they wanted sort of maximum 
tension, I think, through I think they needed to find a way. Yeah, they needed to find a way to make Daniel like a little fucking crazy in office game. And that that's the that's the easy one, right? Make his daughter start being hanging out with the people he hates most. Right. I I, guess although that I feel like there wasn't much of a payoff to that because they kind of broke up very quickly and then it seems like they uh, she kind of hates Miguel now, so well, yeah, um, that's that's definitely true. I do, I do also like how they also they explicitly call out in the show that um, Sam, the, the daughter, um, hasn't taken karate in eight years and she's only sixteen, but at the end seems to know it, perf- remember it, and know it perfectly. And I was very impressed <laughs> yeah. uh, that her skills are not degraded at all since she she's was been, eight. Uh, she's been practicing secretly in Daniel's karate room or whatever, whatever, whatever that is, that yeah. room off the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they must be incredibly rich, by the way. That is a hell of a house that they have. Yeah, I mean, he's got how many? They say at some point, I think, how many uh, dealerships he owns. So, you know, and and it's luxury motors. So, yeah, he must be pretty rich, actually. But yeah, but it was I I liked in general. I, I know I already mentioned this before, but like, even though it's kind of a simple premise, like what if we did Karate Kid, but like kind of made everybody backwards. Um, but I still felt like that like as someone who knew karate kid very well and kind of was invested in those characters, it was still fun to see a little bit. Like it's fun to see, even, even though Daniel's not, Daniel's not a complete asshole. Um, but he's, but he's definitely like has some points where he's an asshole. Um, and it's like seeing him be kind of the rich asshole, but still like the rich asshole who comes from like this place of, you know, he, he, you know, you, 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 they, they very much make the case, like maybe not explicitly, explicitly, but like, you know, in the, in the episode where he goes to Miyagi's grave and is kind of, uh, you know, telling him, you know, saying, I wish you were here or whatever, that kind of thing. That's sort of like, he's really suffered for not having that sort of mentor and like father presence in his life. That, totally. that it's, By the yeah. way, even in the first movie, he was kind of a little dickbag of a kid. He was, he was, he was just, but, but, but he was like, he was put upon so much that you still kind of identified with him, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, he was, he was a dip, dick bag in the way that any kid can be that way. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. he was kind of this punk from New Jersey, I think, yep. or yeah, Staten Island. Newark. East, yeah. Newark. That's right. That like rolled into California and it's like kind of just trying to move in on somebody else's lady and picking fights and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like Miyagi made him like kind of chill out with all that stuff. Right. Picking um, fights, even though he knew he was going to get his butt kicked. Yeah. Can we talk about Daniel's wife for a second? Because she is, she, uh, her I quite liked. Um, I didn't like her right at the beginning, but I grew to actually like her quite a lot. And she was often the voice of like, you guys are just being like total yes. dicks. Yeah. Like, yeah. cut it out. She's very much like the adult in the room. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> kind of like, guys, like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I very much liked that they was like, are you guys just going to fight and fall in the pool or can we just like go inside and have breakfast? Like, right. like reasonable people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like like uh, her as the voice of reason as these two like kind of go at each other. I, I quite liked that she yeah. was very funny. Can I point out one piece of ridiculousness that like I just really liked about this? Go like for they're, it. When they're talking about this karate tournament they're they're talking about it like it is the most esteemed karate tournament and it's been happening every year for 50 fucking years it's just like a local karate tournament guys like chill out like 
but very well attended. Yeah, <laughs> so. like like they've they've somehow like you know back in the eighties for some reason we all believe karate tournaments were like a thing and they were massively popular, which was and, probably not true back then either. But right. it was definitely but, more true than it is now. But like we're to believe that like thirty five years later there's this like anybody is attending a karate tournament other than your mom and dad and two it's like this steep tradition of encino california or wherever they are yeah i mean that part is just like so over the top and ridiculous but i still thought it was i still found it charming they have some like throwaway line that i think like they attempt to sort of like justify it by like don't they have some line like that it's something to the tune of like you know it's like like karate in the valley is like football in texas or like something something like that um and it's like is that true like even even a little bit like i'm sure that's not true but no, like but like definitely not is it true in any way like it's like out there is like like are is karate like bigger at all like like even in the reality way? of the even the reality of the show that's not true because right. like even at the end of the tournament which has like i don't know a hundred people watching they're like wow this is a lot of people here <laughs> yeah. it's like this is supposed to be like the biggest tournament you guys are having and right you know um so yeah and you're in and you know you're in southern california you're not like in the middle of nowhere or something like it's like there are there are people to go around to go to these yeah. things <laughs> exactly <laughs> um all right la- last thing to talk about unless you guys want to uh talk about um soundtrack because that's kind of a big part of the show this show leans like really leans into like the kind of original karate kid soundtrack kind of thing with like you know lot of lot of 80s guitar riffs and a lot of uh you know i always think of uh i don't know who does the song but you, you know the 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 montage song from the original karate kid the you're mm-hmm. you're the best around that song yeah keep going that's the only part i can remember <laughs> um did i like the soundtrack of the first movie yes so yeah so yeah so this is good this <laughs> it's is the good, same dude. thing yeah, yeah yeah no it's it's it it's fun and like you know the, the uh the uh the titles you know kind of the same way how you know it's like cobra kai always comes up in this like very 80s yellow font and then at the end they have like the yeah the, the their title logo. credits are cool and all that yeah i i i liked that i mean that, that that's just like straight up nostalgia obviously but um but I'm here for it. I'll, 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 I'll take it. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, I, I do want to bring up one like technical thing about the show that kind of stuck out to me is like, I don't, I don't know how much of the show was like put together in editing or whatever, but there's a lot of weird edits in the show. Um, for instance, there's like two that really stuck out to me. There was um, Miguel had this long training montage where he's like, like, he, like, so what happens basically is, um, I've forgotten his name, but Johnny's kid, like his his mom, his deadbeat mom, like picks up this loser or whatever. And uh, when Johnny goes and sees her and then starts training Miguel and there's this long training montage where he's like running up hills and doing pushups and punching and kicking and breaking boards, and all this stuff. This is, this then, is, 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 is this the part where he's like slowly getting better at each thing? Like, yeah, they, they kind of show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um and then they go back to like his son with his mom when he when he was still with his mom, and she's like, "I'm going out tonight." And he's like, "Are you going out with that guy from like the other night or whatever?" And that nerd, and he's like, "Oh no, no, that guy was a loser." And I was like, 
wait a minute, like that wouldn't that have been like many many weeks ago? Like I don't that that doesn't right. seem to make any sense unless, unless it's just like supposed to be some other nerd that she would like not not the guy Johnny saw her with, right? Like 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 she's like also like gone out with some other guy. Since I, yeah, I guess. But but they 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 talked about that guy in the same like he was referred to as the ner- the nerdy guy both times. So right, right. Johnny me. Johnny referred to him. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. You're you're absolutely right. Like I remember that. I I didn't pick up on it, but I remember just assuming that they were talking about the same guy, and not really remembering that it's like yeah, right. But like you know, the the montage takes place obviously over a period of t- a long period of time, at, yeah. at least a couple weeks. You would yeah, and, and then there was uh, what's what's Johnny's kid's name? Why can't I? I can't remember. Robbie. 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 Yeah. So Robbie's got his first day at the at the motor place, and like his his deadbeat friends come over, and um, they like make fun of what he's wearing, and they call it his pants specifically. And then they show him at work later, and he's not wearing the same pants anymore. Like he's changed out of his khakis and into like a black pair of jeans. And I'm just like, and it's just. Like I don't know. It, like you think, again, you think you you think that was a cut? Like like they could have had a thing where he like changed out of the pants because they made fun of him. Yeah, and, he could, and, and, but like, and then just cut that. Yeah, but then why keep the other thing in the show? It just makes it like seem like I don't know. It just it there was just like moments like that, and there's there a couple others I didn't. I stopped writing them down. Where it just felt like I don't know. They put the show together weird and. They need a better, I think they need a better editor because like, if you're going to do something like that, it's fine. But like, take out the dialogue where you call it out. If you're going sure. to like change it like that, that feels weird. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the budget was for this, but. This is season uh, one. So it's probably. Season you know, one lower. of a YouTube original show that and a YouTube. I don't know if YouTube originals have leapt forward in quality i've never i've not seen another this is the only youtube original show i've watched but i kind of went into with pretty low expectations around i was like that's probably going to be slightly better than like somebody like making youtube videos and it was much better than that yeah i mean i mean this show is produced by google like was produced by google essentially like they they bankroll these these youtube originals to a certain degree Mm -hmm. um no, I just yeah, like I said, it was not a huge deal. I just there's just several moments like that that just stuck out. It's just like mm, you guys needed to, like another pass at this in the editing bay before you let it go. But um, it's a tiny thing. Um, yeah, where's that terminology come from? Editing bay. I'm I'm assuming you just mean on my computer, right? Uh, well, I mean because it used to be. Uh, yeah, it probably that's probably all it is now. But it used to be like the room that you would go into to edit movies. That was the bay um, because you needed some place that had like a fair amount of room and a fair amount of privacy. And mm-hmm. um, because for a while you were actually like cutting and splicing film together, um, so you had to like go somewhere specific to do that. And yeah, the term that's just kind of stuck a around. Pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm sure that it is. When I, my first job at a college was working at this recording studio and we physically had to cut and splice the tape and it was not, and as you know, Paul, I'm made for the heavier lifting things, not the, not the finer, not the finer detail work when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I don't think I've told you guys this, but when, when I was a kid, my dad and my dad's college roommate ran a business, um, out of, uh, like it was a side business out of my parents' basement. Um, and what they 
they had like a manufacturing machine down there. And what they made was the little pieces of tape that you put on like film and reels after you cut them just to splice them back together. Well, that's cool. Um, that is really he, cool. He used to actually you... manufacture them in our basement. Like it was like a machine roughly the size of like a dining room table that was that would spit these things out. Wow. Um, and they were everywhere in the basement. We, would, we used to like say, grab rolls you... of them and like stick them to everything we could find. I was say, you were just like mad tape in your house forever. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were like they were like um, like inch and a half long with a little tab on the end, and they came on these like long sheets, and you could just pull them off and like stick them to whatever you wanted. That's funny. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's slap some grades on this. Um, let's, uh, Willie, why don't we start with you? Season one, it's a solid four and a half out of five. I've been gushing about it. It hits all the right notes for me on, um, nostalgia. It goes super fast. I liked all the new characters. I liked the development of Johnny. I like the devolvement of, um, Daniel. All right. For what it's worth, his wife was one of my least favorite characters. His daughter was, was directly my least favorite character. Everybody else I loved. Four and a half. I hated the wife and daughter. Raves Willie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Paul. So I'm incredibly torn about this. And I honestly, I'm I'm still a bit torn. Um, And the reason that I'm torn is um, honestly, if I if I had sat down to just watch this, um, I probably would have turned it off after a few episodes and not gone back to it. But I had to stick with it for the show. So I kept watching it. Um, It didn't. the, The first. Like I said, the first seven episodes didn't fly by for me. They felt like they took forever um, and were painful to watch. Um, but then the last three episodes, like a whole bunch of stuff happened that was actually interesting. And there was actually interesting character development. And it actually looked like this show was going to go somewhere and not just um, kind of keep rehashing the same thing over and over again. So it got more interesting to me. Um that being said, my central thesis remains. I think this would have worked much better as a five episode run than a 10 episode run. I would have liked it a lot more. Um, so I'm going to give this, I'm, I'm still pretty torn. I'm, I'm giving it, I'm going to go right down the middle and give it a two and a half out of five. All right. Question kind of based on what you said before I get to my thing. Um, given that the, the end of the season was the part that kind of drew you back in or that, you know, if, if, if it had been five episodes and three of them had been that, yeah, I'm assuming your grade would have been a decent amount higher probably since that was kind of the part you liked. Does it make you like more interested at least in seeing where the, what, where the, how the second season starts at the very least? So I've, I've thought a lot about this. Like, will I keep watching this show now? Right. And like, I was, I was just, you know, obviously a solid no there for a while. And then I was like, mm, maybe. And then, and to be honest, I don't know. I'm going to think about it some more, but I, I am a little bit curious to see where it goes yeah. going forward. Yeah. The two things it has going forward are the 30 minute runtime that, as Willie mentioned before, and as we talked about in our uh, away mini flicks, you know, the, there's always the question of, do you get into a show not knowing whether it's going to like keep going? And with this, we already know that it's going to have at least two more seasons in addition to what what has already started or, or what's already out there. So that's that's kind of promising. You, you know, the story's going to go a fair amount. Um, you know, how much you'll like it is another matter. But OK, for me, um, I kind of fall in between you guys, I would say. I, I think there's an element to what Paul said that I that I agree with. I definitely agree that the last three episodes were kind of the part that really made the show pop. 
um and and uh which is good i mean i think you you know it's it's better for a show to end strong than to really peter out and kind of go off the rails at the end of the season um but i don't i, I didn't have the same level of you know issues with the first seven episodes that that, that you did paul i i think like i enjoyed them for like nostalgia and kind of like this is fun like it's not a great show but this is fun to watch and then i felt like it got i still wouldn't say it's a great show for me but like it got better and in, in terms of like you know kind of just what it was trying to do at the end so i'm i'm a, i will go right in between you guys and give it a three and a half yeah i can <laughs> and i am i i do plan to uh to to go watch the second season i thought it ended strong and i at least want to see kind of where it goes from here i really you talked about sort of i think it is interesting making the idea of making miguel into the bad guy but i kind of hope he doesn't stay the bad guy i i think like he is a very that that actor he's like a very charismatic and a very rootable guy like like more so than daniel was in the first film uh yeah. and so i and so i kind of hope that like he isn't he i i hope you know i i know it's not going to be like he immediately snaps back like there's going to be fallout from what happens at the end of this season but like i hope that when push comes to shove like he he seems like a good guy at heart and i would hope that he isn't like totally corrupted so yeah but then who's the bad guy right like then well, we have there's only still, good there's, kids there's still hawk there could be other characters like you could you can always introduce other people yeah, as true. well yeah I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the in case you're curious i'll tell you the moment that like i i there was one moment in particular where i very nearly just refused to keep watching which was <laughs> the moment where he's um miguel's talking about asking sam out or whatever and johnny's like well what's the worst she could do and he's like well she could say no and he's like well we don't take no for an answer and he's like well for physical stuff we do but otherwise we don't take no for an answer and i was like you're like you are the worst human being like you still take no for an answer you fucking asshole i was like i really like that that was the moment that like i almost completely went off the rails i definitely thought that too like like and and in the scene after that when he does ask her and she's like i'm not really dating right now um and like he starts to walk away and then he like hears johnny's voice in his head and it's like oh fuck no like don't don't be an asshole don't be an asshole and then it was like kind of like it, it, like you sort of heave a sigh of relief when he like doesn't go the asshole route he like kind of he sort of reframes johnny's advice into like kind of a more normal way of sort of asking of kind of being like well what if we just hung out and it's like not a date yeah which was like the best <laughs> extremely generous interpretation yes of that. absolutely it's it's you know it's like it's like a decent human being filtering that advice right and yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. so but yeah, but I, I, I'm definitely interested in, in seeing where the second season goes. So, all right, Cobra Kai. Um, Never die. That's right. That is 100%, by the way, not what I thought that show was going to be like when I started watching it. It, re- it really wasn't. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. It was, it, it, uh, it, it, I, I would say it's a fairly surprising show in terms of like, if you just know the log line uh, of the show, it, it doesn't really end up being what you would have expected it to be um i know we need to move on but willie i do want to ask you just one yes or no question about season two that will probably dictate whether i watch it or not um which is does season two stop being a rehash of the karate kid and start moving in a new direction the karate kid story is over man at that point it's just nothing but new story to tell right we're not gonna. They don't. They do not assume the plot of Karate Kid Two in the next. <laughs> they, don't, they don't all go to Japan. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I think they like why I are think we going to do... Japan? None of us are Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I think in the third season they end up back in Japan because there was something about them filming there. But no, it's all um, it's all new stuff. All right, well that's good at least. If they go back to Japan in season three, they have to have what was the bad guy from Karate Kid Two? Chozen. The guy. Well, the only thing I only thing I remember that fucking movie is the ice blocks chopping the ice. And then that little drum thing that he that he made the oh, noise yeah, with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The drum thing that they do together. Yeah. yeah. They have that they have that like party at the end, the like the like dancing party thing, and then the bad guy comes in. Yeah. I, I remember bits of this. And there's like that really bad storm that he has to rescue yeah. the people from. Yeah. I did chuckle a little bit when um Robbie was hurt and Daniel's visiting him in the locker room and he's like He's like, well, there's only one thing to do. And he like does. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course they're going to fucking do that. And then like he's like, Medic. I'm like, oh, OK, good. Like they undercut. Like they told yeah, me. Yeah. I was like, you got me, show. You trolled me there. Yeah. Like, there, 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 there are a couple things like that that are pretty good. I mean, it, it isn't quite the same thing, but I appreciated the uh, the first like when, when he's uh, when Miguel first starts training for Johnny and, and he's like, any, any particular way you want me to wash these windows? No, nah, I don't give a shit. He's like, <laughs> 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 all right okay so um couple couple little things to talk about um before we get out of here um so first um a couple of updates i guess on some of the things that we've watched in the last few weeks or talked about willie you mentioned first you know you mentioned just now when we were talking about it that you went ahead and uh and watched away which is the last mini flicks that we uh put out so what'd you think Dude, I really liked it a lot. Paul, I think you should see it. Uh, and I'm really, but precursor. Because it it sounds like, based off your Karate Kid review, that negative Paul is back. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to put on your positive Paul hat <laughs> and enjoy some space. Yeah. Nish's, Nish's review was dead on. Yeah. Like, couldn't agree more with everything he said. I really enjoyed the hell out of it, but I also knew, like, Oh, here's going to be the flashback and the daughter. The daughter was fine. I just found the space stuff so compelling. I was right. Like, no, don't leave space. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. But I thought it was great. And I'm die. I really hope they do a second season based on the way they ended it. Yeah. Like I said, like, like, like I said in my review, like a, a lot of it really reminded me of the West Wing. And like, Paul, you're a big West Wing fan. But like, I know you would still agree with this despite being a fan that it's like it can be corny as fuck sometimes. The West oh, Wing. Yeah, you kind of totally. just like go with it. And I feel like Away has some of that going on, too, where it's like, if you're not in the right mood to receive it, you'll just be like, what the fuck is this? Like, come <laughs> on. Like, yeah. Like, uh, so, do, you, do you mean like the earnestness of yes. the West Wing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very yeah. much the earnestness of it. Yeah, exactly. So cool. It was good. And kind of kind of your review was dead on, too. Like, there's always there's something that happens that's a complication to deal right. with. Like every every episode, yeah. there, it's, there's it's, no it, episodes that are like, but nothing happens. Right, it, it is something happens. Yeah, and it, and it's fairly like formulaic that way. But like I enjoyed the formula, totally fine. Yeah. So the other thing was um, the Ted Lasso episode you guys did uh, yep. a couple of weeks ago. So you did both of you finish watching Ted Lasso? Yes. All right. Oh, uh, thank God. You know. There was an episode right after the, like we did the first seven right. and then there were three, three more left. and there was like one killer line in episode <laughs> eight. And Paul is like, we watch this every Friday. This is what we do. So on Sunday I just texted him barbecue sauce. 
which was a line from the show that was like, you can't miss it. Nope. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, guess you haven't watched Ted Lasso. Nope. Happened to go to the beach that weekend and didn't watch it. Um, but have, have finished it now. And I will say um, Ted Lasso, in my opinion, Ted Lasso is the best show currently on TV right now. Like, wow. It's, 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 it's so good. Like it just, it just is so good. Um, yeah. And and I think that they set up, I think they've set up a good arc for the entire series. Um, and like the end, the, the, the last season ends kind of in a pretty predictable way, but it's fine because I think we did predict it to be honest with you. I think we did too. I think, I think we did. Um, so, but it's, but that's fine because this show's not so much about the plot. Like it's about, um, (laughs) it's, it's really about the characters. So, right. Yeah. I, I will steadfast. I will hold fast to, um, three seasons. Yes. That's going to be it. I think, I think you're right. I think, and I think that's the perfect length for this, for this show too. Yeah, but it's 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 super excellent. Like, um, if I end up, I don't know what they're going to do with Apple TV Plus. Like, if they, so what they originally did was, if you bought an Apple device, um, I don't know the time period, but definitely last fall, you got a free year. Now they've extend oh. they've extended it. It's a free just, year, just, just, five sorry. months or something. I just got a new computer two weeks ago or last week, and I got a free year of Apple Plus with it. Right, so I don't know if they'll keep that going or not. Like, I don't, like new vi- new iPhones are coming out next week. I don't know if if I buy an iPhone, if I get another year of another Apple year, TV Plus. Yeah. But if I don't, like Ted Lasso would make me pay for Apple TV Plus so I could keep watching it. Yeah, uh, that's that is yeah high praise indeed. Excellent. Yes. I, yeah, I I really got to get on that and uh, and start watching it. Yeah, you uh, would you would like it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking. I I like Jason Sudeikis. Like I said, I I'm already a fan of english soccer so you will not know when to look out for this niche so i'm not gonna it's not a spoiler per se but paul do you do you think he accidentally really smashed his head on the door jam he must have i think it was a total accident i like i was cracking up like like full spit take like i I watched out my mouth and up (laughs) out my nose at the same time i watched that scene so many times trying to figure out how the hell they did it and they could have fooled me, but like Jesus Christ, it really looks like he smashed his head on that door jam. I think he smashed his head by accident. <laughs> All right, something, something, something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, couple other minor things. Um, so um, it was announced today, I believe, that um, the new Pixar movie Soul is going to uh, bypass theaters and come out on Disney Plus uh, at Christmas awesome. time. That's great. Um, they haven't announced yet whether it's going to be like, is it just going to come out or is it going to come out in the way that Mulan came out where you got to pay like $30 or whatever the fuck you had to pay to, to see it on Disney plus. Um, so probably, yeah. So I guess my question is like, how, how, how into Pixar are we all still and how much would you be willing to pay to see it? Probably not $30, but, but what would you be willing to shell out? Uh, my kid is into it. She watches um, most of the Pixar movies, if not all of them, um, on Disney Plus. Um, that being said, like my kid is young; she doesn't know from when things come out or whatever. And it's right, not like right, it's right. not like there's a playground where kids are talking about this stuff. <laughs> so I'm 
perfectly fine to wait until it's free before to show it to her. I personally, oh, um, dude, you, you put Disney Plus on, and it's going to be a big banner at the top, and she's going to be like, "What is that?" You're not going to be able to avoid it. There is going to be a big banner. That is true. Yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe. Um, but yeah, I I personally don't watch most Pixar movies um, these days. I watch them all. I'm not as big a fan as before, but I but I still watch them all. And I watch all the Disney cartoons when they come out, too. Yeah, I haven't seen the last one, uh, Onward. I feel like I've seen all of them other than that. It was um, cute. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I like, I'll probably see it unless it somehow, you know, ends up getting, like, really not good reviews. I feel like, especially with Pixar movies, the reviews sit to, seem to be pretty good like you know barometers of whether it's going to be like the rare not so good pixar movie um, by the way the the flip side of that is i've not seen any of the i've saw lady in the tramp but i've not not seen any of the classic <laughs> oh oh the uh, in-person ones you're saying yeah, yeah 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 like even like the jungle book the lion king like i started them and all of them i got like 10 minutes 15 minutes and i was like no this is garbage yeah i saw the jungle book um and it was fine. I mainly watched it because I feel like the kids were watching it and they were like, they were interested, you know, in just seeing all the animals and all that. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen any of the others, including Lion King. I, I uh, came into the living room a couple, like last week or something, and my wife was watching Coco. And I'm like, are you, are you just watching this by yourself? She's like, well... The kid was watching it, but she got scared about five minutes in. But I'm kind of sucked into it now and want to see what happens. Coco's one of my favorites. I love Coco. I, I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, yeah, Coco's good. Coco was one I was not excited for and then mm -hmm. watched anyway. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, I, this is yeah. really good. I mean, so. obviously, all the the music, the music makes the movie. And I yes. like. Agreed. The music is excellent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like I will, I don't know. If it was like $10 or less, then I would consider it, especially if like the, the kids are like, what's that? Like, I want to watch that. Uh, but if they don't really notice, I'm kind of like you, Paul. I mean, I've, you know, over, over, you know, having kids and, you know, having, you know, my kidney stuff and all that kind of stuff. I've gotten so used to just not seeing movies when they come out and just waiting a while that it's like really no big deal. It's weird to remember how like invested I used to be in seeing something right when it came out. But like, yeah. you know, yeah. I was I was curious about I was actually curious about the live action Mulan movie because um my kid I would have watched it if it wasn't thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, my kid really likes the the the, the, cartoon. the cartoons. She actually Believe it or not, she likes Mulan two more than Mulan one, yeah, um, the direct-to-video sequel. Um, so I've actually seen both of those movies. Like you know, you know how you pick this stuff up when your kids are watching it. So I was like, the the live-action movie actually looked pretty good. Um, so I was curious to see it. Not going to shell out thirty bucks for it, but it brings me to a question. I don't know if you guys know the answer to this, which is if you do shell out the money, is that you get to watch it once, or is that like it's unlocked for your account and you can watch it? as much as you want i don't know for sure but I, I thought it was that it's unlocked for your account and you can watch it multiple times i don't think it's 30 dollars per viewing okay. it's it like is, 30 um, 30 gives you what they call premiere access and then i think mulan is a premiere access movie like it's accessible mm -hmm. to premiere access members 
but my assumption was always that it's accessible in the way that all the movies are accessible to, you know, you can watch all the other movies like over and over again. But I don't know. If you guys are, if you guys are interested, I have, um, I have premier access to that movie. Wink, wink. (laughs) Your, your version of Mulan fell off a drug. That's right. (laughs) It's like the, Jesus, Will, you're on a podcast. It's like Watergate all over again. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I said wink, wink. <laughs> uh, no, because it makes a difference. Because like, if we did do something like that, and you know how kids are, like if they like it, it's like she's going to want to watch it every day for two weeks. And it's like, I would only do that if we could keep watching it, you know, kind of a thing. All right. So the other thing I want to mention, this is, this is probably squarely for Paul. Um, is um the article right below the one when i was when i was looking at 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 news articles for film stuff right below the thing about soul being released on disney plus was an article about how nickelodeon is going to be having a cartoon coming out as a cgi cartoon coming out soon called star trek prodigy um yes nickelodeon (laughs) cgi animation cartoon called star trek prodigy about as far as I can tell, it's like about a bunch of kids who find like an abandoned Starfleet spaceship or something like that. And then they like go in and fly it. But um, one of the characters apparently somehow is going to be Captain Janeway, voiced by Kate Mulgrew. What? <laughs> yes. So I was wondering what I was wondering if you had heard about this and what on earth you thought about all of it as our resident Star Trek expert. No, I, I haven't heard a damn thing about it. like I thought. I was trying to figure out where you're going with this thing for me, but um, like I thought we were going to talk about the Below Decks cartoon <coughs> or Lower Decks or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah, that I've heard about too. But this well, is, I have is, is, not... is that on CBS All Access? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's okay. Um, it gets better. Um, but this I haven't heard of. It, yeah, I, I, will, I will. I was totally not into it at all until you said that Catherine Janeway was going to be on right right exactly <laughs> I hope they I hope the ship they find is like the Voyager like stuffed in mothballs somewhere forgotten about and they end up flying around yeah I have uh, I have posted it in our slack so you can take a look at it when you get a chance <laughs> I have serious concerns about Starfleet's security if they're just leaving random starships floating around for kids to yeah, and and there's an open question of how how Captain Janeway fits into any of this. Lawless I, have teams. Good, uh, I have a good dad joke for you guys that involves flying spaceships. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. Always up for a dad joke. Why did Chewbacca crash the Millennium Falcon the first time he flew it? Um. <sighs> He made a Wookiee mistake. Uh, I, 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 I had the germ of it. I was like, I just couldn't figure. I was like, Wookiee, Wookiee's like rookie. How is this gonna end up? Like, I got, I got like, well done. Thank you. Yeah, enjoyed the Chewbacca sound at the end. Yeah. All right, I think we're ready to get out of here. Um, for our next episode, um, we are going to go. Back to the movie, well, well, we've done some TV shows, um, and we're actually doing an old movie for the first time in a while, maybe the first time since we've kind of been doing these more recent shows. Um, the uh, We're, we're going to watch uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian, 
um, which uh, I think Netflix put a bunch of Monty Python movies uh, on, you know, um, available to watch. And Life of Brian is one that we all either haven't seen or saw very, 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 very long time ago. Um, So we're going to kind of uh, watch it slash revisit it and see what we think. I haven't seen any Monty Python movies since I think seventh grade. Yeah. Holy Grail is like seventh grade was like yeah. a sweet spot for like yeah. seeing like Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Holy Grail in a long time, but like back in sixth and seventh grade, oh, I probably saw it like, thing ever. Yeah. I probably yeah. saw it like 50 times. So yeah. I still remember it pretty well. I was going to say, I have the whole Holy Hand Grenade speech rolling yes. through my head right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the sketch Five on that is that right got out. Me. <laughs> so what's your favorite color? bit was just like blue no green, no green. Ah! <laughs> it's just a mere flesh wound like that yeah. whole that whole thing over and over and over again yep yeah i uh i was flipping channels the other day and saw a movie so it's a movie called the kid who who would be king it came out i think last year and uh it's by the guy who did attack the block it's like his it was like his follow-up Um, And it's basically about like this loser kid who gets picked on and, you know, at a private academy in Britain. And then one day when he's like on the run from some bullies, he like goes into like some like quarry or something like that, finds a sword in a stone, pulls it out. Turns out it's like actually Excalibur. And like he has he has to like basically save the world and like, you know, that that kind of stuff. But definitely like there are there's a parts in the in the movie where um he like loses Excalibur and he has to get it back from the lady in the lake. And whenever the lady in the lake puts it out, I just kept hearing it. It's like, if some, you know, what is like, if some moistened bent lost a, tossed a sword at me. <laughs> oh man. I love that movie. Yeah. Good stuff. We should just do that one. <laughs> you know the problem i have i i always bring this up is like when we review comedies like what's there to talk about other like yeah that part was funny this part was funny this part was yeah yeah that's oh, kind of fun we'll though, too yeah yeah we will find out for what it's worth um i mean from all from the vague memory i have of life of brian i definitely remember like is not as good as holy grail because if it was we would have seen it back in seventh grade right Um, times right exactly but i remember it being pretty funny so there was always this snooty monty python fan that thought that was like the superior movie or whatever yeah it's like it's like probably a friend in iowa the hipster yeah exactly (laughs) the hipster monty python fan the true fans like life of brian that's right exactly all right um we're not, we're not even Here. sure how people can get in touch with us, are we? <laughs> no, we have. Yeah, please don't email us because apparently we won't get it if you do. Although we get some of them and not, I don't, something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with the internet and I don't know why. Maybe we should just make a new email address. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, just email us to let us know what email address we should set up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! All right, that's it. Let's get out of here. 